What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the planet today. It is Monday, November 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here with producer and co-host Nick Janusa. Nick, it is somehow already the first Monday in November. Insane. And this is also one of the worst Mondays of the entire year because you got daylight savings time on this past Sunday. And you just wake up on that Sunday, you're like, why am I even existing on this this earth disagree ever the optimist over here we got an extra hour of sleep <laughs> and uh yesterday was the new york city marathon we're recording this before that happened so i don't know how it went but i can guarantee when i woke up yesterday and had an extra hour of sleep <laughs> i was very happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i forget about the extra hour of sleep but everything else about daylight savings time is just kind of brutal. Like now we got the whole 4.30, it's dark out. And I'm just like, what do you do for those, you know, two to three hours that it's like, I don't know, just dark out. It's (laughs) it's not not a fun time for me this year. I think I I seriously get seasonal depression, but. It's tough. It's tough when you get out of work and it's already dark. It's always a. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's spin it this way. It's hot cocoa season. This is the most wonderful time of the year. Great point. Go fire up your tea kettle. Put some cocoa in there and enjoy today's episode. Today, we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. Make sure to turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode, and please share the show with a friend if you could do that for us. Before we get into this episode, we have a quick note from a new sponsor. This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. All right, we have two quick hits for this Monday mini-sode. And the first one is from DW and is titled... EU reaches deal to ban new combustion cars by 2035. Bunch of weeks back, we spoke about California doing this. Then New York followed a few weeks after that. And now here we have the EU saying that no vans, no cars with internal combustion engines will be sold starting in 2035. They took it a step further and said that automobile makers in the member states must achieve a 100% reduction in carbon emissions by 2035. There is speculation that this could also mean phasing out plug-in hybrids and going fully electric for new car sales, although I couldn't confirm that, and it seems like that detail is still being ironed out between the, the deal makers. Yeah, and this ban will help the EU reach its Fit for 55 goals, which aim to reduce emissions for the 27 nations by 55% by 2030 and net zero emissions by 2050. 
Emissions from cars currently make up roughly 12% of the carbon emissions in the EU, and transportation as a whole accounts for 25%. Now that this is an EU rule, it's got to be adopted into national law for each state next. And the EU does not plan to ban driving gas cars. So if you're listening in Europe right now, and let's say you just bought a car and you're hoping to get 12, 13 years out of that bad boy, don't worry, you can still drive it. (laughs) This is just going to pave the way for cars like that to be completely out of the picture soon after 2035. Yeah, this is great news. And you know what, Americans, you can say what you want about us, but we are trailblazers. Well, that's what we said. That's what we said about California. We were yeah. like, California usually is the trendsetter here. Yep. One of the first states to go through with big policy decisions like this that, I mean, let's be honest, they're pretty popular when you pull most people in the industrialized world. So yeah. that passed in California, New York comes next. I thought we were going to hear more about it in the US before the EU passed this law, but this is great. And like you said, like we are trendsetters here. Yeah, absolutely. And like now it kind of puts us as like a as a global nation in like this awkward like phase where we're just like, am I going to buy that gas car? You know, like, why am I really going to buy a gas car if it's going to be straight up like banned Mm -hmm. um, from the uh, from where I'm living or whatever? Or it's it's going to there's going to have be like harsher regulations put on it and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this is obviously great news for the for the entire um, hybrid and electric uh, car industry. Yeah, and, and for people who care about reducing emissions, this is great. To your point, yeah, we're at a weird spot now because if you're going to, let's say you're in the car market and you're like, all right, I want to buy something. I want to own a car. I want to own a brand new car for whatever reason. Yeah. Right now, sure, it makes sense because we're 13 years away from new car sales being banned for gas cars. Mm-hmm. In 10 years when it's 2032 and you're looking at, all right, these are not going to be able to be sold in three years. So what does that mean for the infrastructure surrounding gas cars? Mm -hmm. Like are are gas stations going to be as popular in 2037, 2038? So I don't think we're quite there yet where we need to worry about not getting that return on investment. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But we will be in 10 years, you know, in 15 years, we can't do this. So at what point do we reach that tipping point where it's not worth buying a new car? I'm not sure, but I know that electric vehicles are going to get more popular, more abundant. They're going to get cheaper. They're going to get more efficient. So if you're thinking about buying a gas car right now, if you can afford to wait, I think that's the best move here. Yeah. And this is also an industry that's moving so fast. Like Mm -hmm. think about like 15 years ago, like not every single car company had a hybrid or an electric car. The fact that like almost every single car company has at least one electric or hybrid vehicle is is great news. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our next one here from NPR's James Dubeck. Why experts say you shouldn't bag your leaves this fall. Some housekeeping tips from your pals over here on TPT. (laughs) With leaves falling as fall is underway and winter approaches, Here's how we can care for the atmosphere while taking care of our yards. Every year, around 8 million tons of leaves end up in landfills. The article mentions that leaves are full of nutrients like nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And I'd like to add that leaves are naturally occurring and break down quickly in soil. 
the nutrients from the leaves return to the soil if you leave it. And the leaves themselves create a layer of organic matter on top of the soil to promote vegetation growth. Leaves also create a habitat for insects, spiders, and slugs, or in some environments, turtles, toads, and small mammals. This comes from a report from the University of Delaware's College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. How about that? Roll damn hens. (laughs) Shout out to my alma mater uh, for both undergrad and for grad school. I actually took a few classes in the College of Ag and Natural Resources. So when I was reading this article, I was like, all right, there's no way I'm not going to include this (laughs) in this week's TPT. (laughs) Gotta shout out the alma. The best way to use fallen leaves is to run them over with a lawnmower or shred them some other way to help them break down more quickly. If you let the layer of leaves get too thick, that can actually be bad for grass. Yeah, best way to think about this is like digesting something in your stomach. If you don't chew it and just swallow something whole, it's going to take a while to break down. That's why we chew things. So in this case... Well, also we chew things so we don't choke. But <laughs> in this case, you know, if you shred the leaves, if you run, run them over with your lawnmower, it sort of acts like chewing and it helps the soil break everything down. So leaving them is going to make sure that sunlight does not get through the grass. And that means the grass won't be able to photosynthesize. So that's another reason why shredding is good because you kind of break up that thick layer, make it more thin, make it so light can pass through. Your lawn's going to survive and it's going to get all of those nutrients. Another way to manage fallen leaves would be to rake them into piles kind of off the side of your lawn, somewhere where it's not really going to bother you. Um, They will turn into a natural nutrient rich mulch over time. Yeah. And if you don't have a yard at all or a big yard, Just be mindful to not sweep leaves into the streets because they can actually clog drainage systems and then increase risk of flooding. Some cities do offer leaf collection for composting, so definitely look into that if you're interested in sustainable leaf disposal, but don't really have the room to actually let it decompose into mulch. Yeah, and if you're thinking that, hey, leaves are going to decompose even if they do end up in a landfill, so why do I have to worry about this? They actually don't decompose very well when they are in landfills. When they're sent there, they don't receive enough oxygen to break down, and they basically just end up releasing methane into the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is another thing where education is key because I'm, I don't think I really knew this, uh, that they could eventually turn into mulch. Mm-hmm. And also, like for people who do have a big yard, the amount of leaves that fall on your yard is a lot and you're going to be filling like bags and bags and bags full Mm -hmm. of of leaves and then just throwing it into a massive landfill for it to just sit and it's like it's taking up more surface area that way Mm -hmm. and it's also really ending up releasing methane into the atmosphere so double negative yeah and i'm I'm just thinking of you know the house that i grew up in we had a, a pretty decent sized yard we had a woods around it so we could rake leaves off to the side yeah we could have used all that mulch that we were making naturally in my mom's garden. And I wish that like I knew about this growing up because that could have been something that we did more of instead of just raking them off to the side and letting them decompose in the woods, which is still fine. It's just we we weren't contributing to the landfill side of it. We just weren't reaping the benefits of really good mulch that we could have been making on site. Yeah, I, I'm sure my parents are going to feel like real idiots after hearing this because we spent so much in mulch like every single year just throwing down more mulch more mulch more mulch well starting 2020 
three, Mike and Lucy are going to be making the mulch in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Got some homegrown mulch going down. <laughs> this, uh, this article closes with a quote from UD's Susan Barton, who says, we want to think about those leaves as being a resource. This is a natural process that can provide free, useful mulch for you, and it keeps methane out of the atmosphere. So that double negative Nick mentioned before, there's a really easy way to turn that into a double positive and a huge net gain for your yard, your vegetation, and the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right. That will do it for today's episode of TPT. We're going to be back on Friday for some more quick hits featuring co-host who has not been here for a little while because scheduling is tough giselle's coming back on friday so get ready and give her a warm welcome nice also definitely share this episode with a friend if you liked it if you have more than one friend share it with them we really appreciate it we definitely do and if you didn't like it share it with someone else because maybe they will (laughs) make sure to follow us on our socials at planet today pod for more tpt For the planet today, I'm Nick Janusa. And I'm Matt Norton. See you on Friday. Peace.